Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, tonight, what I have on my heart, and uh, it's really funny because I've been listening to some things today that were going right along with what I was going to be talking about before I ever knew that, you know, I was listening, what I was listening to. And I'm going, well, thank you, Lord. That's really sweet of you just to confirm that for me. Um, You know, these people got my message. How about that? That's great. But really, we're going to have a practical message tonight. You know, you're going to get, hopefully, you get a lot out of it. Um... But, uh, you know, there's some times, you know, when just as a family, we need to talk about some things. And uh, so I want you just to decide, decide up front that you're not going to get upset with me if I happen to step on your toes, which I do on a rare occasion. It, it, it does happen ever so often. You know, but tonight, we, I just want to be just real, uh, real up front with you about this particular subject. And the subject we're talking about tonight is preparing for these upcoming meetings. Now, you know, um, it, uh, it just goes without saying that if you've got something special coming up in your life, that there are things that you have to do to prepare for them. You know, you just don't go into it blindly because if you don't go into it with some kind of preparation, you're not going to have a successful outcome of whatever that event or that, that occasion might be. And there are things we need to look at for this upcoming week. And, you know, it's been a while since we had a set of extended meetings, more than just a Sunday. And uh, your pastor does not schedule people for extended sets of meetings uh, unless there's a leading by the Holy Ghost to do it. And so just from the outset, you need to get clued into the fact that these meetings are God-ordained. They're, in, they're set for a specific time for a specific reason. Well, I don't know what the reason is. Well, I don't either, but we're going to find out. All I need to know right now is that God has said for Brother Randy to be here for five services. And so because he has said that, then we need to do some preparation. Now, I could go back to one of Pastor's classic sermons about how to get the most out of church. And that was, tell me, tell me what it was. You know it. First one. No. Expectation. I'm going to have to re-preach that one for him, won't I? Expectation, preparation, prop. All right. You know who she works for, right? Okay. But anyway, we're going to to talk about some mindsets here tonight about about these upcoming services. So uh, the very first one, which, you know, every pastor, you say, oh, it's just a pastor talking. No, it's not. Open your ears, open your heart, and listen. You first have to have the mindset to be here. To be physically present here. Not wait for it to go on a podcast. Not wait for it to go up online so you can listen to it then. But to be physically here. Now, we're doing Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. For the people who come to prayer on Monday night, it only means one extra night. It's only one extra night. Come on. For the people who don't come to prayer on Monday night, it's only two extra nights. Listen, I'm telling you what, if the football games were on Monday and Tuesday night, you wouldn't have a problem watching those. 
Amen. And there are some practical things you can do so that you can be physically present. Number one, plan ahead for meals. Plan ahead for the clothes. Get the laundry done over the weekend. Have some things planned out for meals that are easy. I mean, it's been a long time since I had anybody in my house besides just the two of us. You know, my, my empty nest has been empty for a very long time. But I don't forget what it was like to have special services on weeknights that were several days in a row. But you plan for them. You know, you can start, you can start making preparations now. You should. You put some things in the freezer or else, or else honey, we get grilled cheese and soup. You know, we, we get something really simple, something really easy. Uh, to take care of these kids and, and get everybody fed, or you can fast. <laughs> what a novel idea! Fast! Hello! How about that? But plan ahead for those meals so you don't come and go, okay, what am I going to do? You know, it's this, much, this, it's this time we've got to leave to go to church. I've got to do this. Have it already. Start in your brain making time and making place, making preparations for how you're going to do this and do it well to do it to the best of your ability to do it so that the the wheels are greased you know what i'm saying that we don't have any anything that goes you know along the way uh get the clothes out decide ahead of time what everybody's going to wear you know whatever it takes i know when children are very young and right now we don't have that many babies around and i know it's like to get little bitty ones you know when diapers ready and you're ready to walk out the door and suddenly we have to have a change of outfit You know, I remember all those days. I know what it's like. But, you know, you can have things ready to go. You know, if you make plans ahead of time, listen, that's it. I I found out when my children were young. Listen, Pastor left me uh, when PG was six weeks old to to a job assignment that took him for three months to Louisiana. And so for the next, I mean, this child is, I've got a four-year-old and a six-week-old. And he's going to be gone for the next three months, coming home every, maybe every other weekend, you know. But he was only home for a weekend. That wasn't much help. You know, but listen, I learned to plan ahead. I learned to do what it took to make it work. You've got four days to make it work, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You shouldn't have to plan much for Sunday. You should already have those, those plans in mind about what to do for a Sunday. But Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, plan ahead. How about plan ahead for rest? If your children you think are going to be deprived of some rest or something, have them come in from school, immediately get their homework, and then lay down and rest a few minutes. I used to take mine in the room and say, okay, y'all are going to sit down. You're going to lay down and rest for a little bit. Well, I'm not sleeping. I didn't say you had to sleep. I said you had to rest. Of course, I'd go back in there in five minutes. You know, they were gone. You know, that kind of stuff. But if they need a rest, Rest. If you need a little five-minute power nap, take a five-minute power nap, whatever it takes. Um, This weekend, you should plan to get a little extra rest yourself. Yeah, get a little extra rest. I looked at the football schedule. (laughs) Kentucky and Florida are playing at 7 p.m. on a Saturday night. That doesn't mean you need to be up till midnight. Oh, no, nobody said amen. (laughs) What in the world? Football, God. Football, God. Hmm. 
Don't stay up till midnight watching a dumb football game. DVR the thing and watch it later. It won't kill you to not watch it firsthand. It may keep you from hearing something God's got for you the next day. I don't need you coming in here and going, you know, during the sermon. Now, Brother Randy is, is a, he is a country guy. He's pretty funny, and he talks fast, and he should keep your attention. But if you stayed up too late, it's hard to keep anybody's attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speak the word from now until then over your body. Speak the word over your household. Speak the word over your job. Speak the word over school. Speak the word over every aspect of your life so that there will not be any reason to be distracted by the natural things. Be on the lookout for the sabotage the enemy would try to bring because he'll try. Listen, when God's got something special for you, the enemy is going to do his very best to keep you from getting to it or even obtaining it. You might be sitting here, but I need you to be here. Okay, you need to come expecting to receive all that God is going to make available to you. Again, he pastor does not schedule somebody for five services in a row without there's being a, a, a divine unction to do it. And if there's a divine unction to do it, that means there's a divine plan associated with it. There's a divine purpose associated with it. There's a divine outcome associated with it. And we need to be at a place where we do that and do everything we can to prepare ourselves and our home and our families and our minds and our bodies to receive all that God has for us. In the meantime, expect favor. Favor on the job, favor in school, favor wherever you need favor. Expect God to redeem your time, to redeem your rest, to redeem the rest of your children. We did that. I mean, there were, we did a lot of multi-days when my children were growing up. And we certainly believed God for them to wake up the next morning refreshed when they went to school and have a great day at school. And they always did. So God will redeem your, your rest. He'll redeem your sleep. He'll refresh your body. He will supernaturally equip you to do what you would have done had those meetings not been taking place. You know, you have to make the right choice of where to be come Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Need I tell you what the right choice is? I don't think I need to tell you where the right choice is. Well, no, I can, I, can, I can watch it later. I can listen to it. No, you can't. I mean, you can. You know, if you absolutely, there's no way you can avoid missing, God will meet you where you're at when you listen to it. But I'm telling you, many is the time and many is the opportunity that people have to get what God has for them, and they miss out because they're not where it was. Their answer was right there, and they weren't there to get it. There is nothing that can be substituted for the corporate anointing. There are things you can get from listening to a service online, watching the video, but there are some things that can only be gotten when you are physically in the same room as the rest of the body. That corporate anointing is not as much in manifestation 
on a video as it is in the room. It's not. And you need to be here. You need to be here for yourself. You need to be here for everybody else. You're part of the corporate body, so you need to bring your supply into the room where the rest of the body is. It's not all about you. It's about what you can bring a supply to. You know, you might say, well, I gave my word to somebody. Well, who is your word first and foremost to? I'll serve you all the days of my life, Lord. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. How many lies are said in church when we sing that song? Because we sing it. Do we mean it? Do we mean it? Yeah, but I've got this obligation. Do you really? Really? Well, my kid's on a team. So what? These meetings were announced long before that team started. These meetings have been announced since July. You can't pull that one on me and say, well, no, he's on the school. He's on the varsity, this, the varsity. No, 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 no. Let me ask you something. Which, which event is going to carry them into eternity? Which of these events is going to take an opportunity to put something in them that will change the course of their life? Which event will cause them to have answers down the road when they need an answer? Which event will will cause them to stand steadfast in the face of what the enemy throws at them? The football team? I don't think so. I don't think so. My children played team sports. But when something was happening, I made sure that coaches understood that mama carried the day. My children had a responsibility to what mama said more than what coach said. And if coach had an issue about it, coach needed to come talk to mama. Because I made it very clear a couple of times to a couple of coaches. When I show up and I do this, you better not keep them. You You better send them my way. I've got something more important for them to participate in than what they're doing right here. They'll be back. But right now, we have a higher priority. Your children should have a higher priority, and you should demonstrate a higher priority to them. You should enforce a higher priority. If they can't make that choice for themselves, then you need to enforce a higher priority. They will thank you one day, believe it or not. They don't like that. Well, so so what? Well, they might miss an opportunity to, to be first string. Who cares? First string on a team or first string with God? Which is it? There has to be, we have to really look at things in the light of the word of God and how important our relationship with the Lord is and how important our relationship that we're establishing with our children and their relationship with the Lord is. You have to weigh these things out. So what if somebody gets bent out of shape that they miss practice or they miss this or they miss that? They'll get over it. They will get over it. But what have they missed out on if they're not here? Nothing is more important than being where God is pouring out his spirit. Nothing. There's fresh revelation, restoration, refreshing, 
direction, wisdom. Sometimes it's a rescue. God is providing a rescue for you. And it's, you say, well, I don't have any issues right now. What about next week? What about next month? You know, God sometimes puts things in us long before we need to use it. Long before. You have to set a value on what you'll gain or what you'll forfeit by not being here. I'm telling you what, if you come with the right mindset, you look at this time as gain, and there's nothing forfeited in that. You're forfeiting your ability to be taken in by the enemy. Oh, what's a, what's, that's really not a bad deal. It's really not. I am forfeiting the enemy's opportunity to get into my life. I am forfeiting his opportunity to tell me a lie and deceive me. I am forfeiting his, his ability to, to take hold of my body in some way. Those are not things that are, you know, to be cried over. It's not. Even, but I'm telling you what, when you think about what you can gain by being here. And you say, well, Pastor Angel, I'm going to come to you with all these meetings. I'm going to try and get a thing out of it. And I'm going to tell you that you, that's not so. That you didn't get anything because you chose not to get something out of it. You know, that's when people try to tell us, well, I tried that tithe business and it doesn't work. No, you never did. That's all you did was try it. You tried something that you never believed in. And if that's all you're doing is just trying it, don't bother. God doesn't need your money that bad. He needs your faith attached to that money. If you're not going to come in here in faith for what you can get out of the service, don't bother. Told you I was going to step on some toes, didn't I? Hallelujah. Amen. How about having a mindset to be actually present during the service? What do I mean by that? That means you're awake. You're participating. You're functioning as a listening audience. It helps when you get here to decide to be present. That means I am going to pay attention. I will not allow my mind to wander and do its own thing. I will not allow the enemy to distract me during service. I will not let him bring to my mind all the things that I have to do the rest of this week, things I have to do tomorrow, the things I have to do when I get home, the things that I'm not doing right now. You know, you have to let go of all of that stuff. Listen, you need to make a decision to respond during the service. I mean, amening is a good thing. But to really effectively amen means you have to be listening to what's being said. Oh, the devil's been on my back, amen. Somebody amens. No, that's not the time to amen. No. The amen should be something good. It should be something that's true. It should be something that's lovely. It's a good report. It should be something that sets you on fire, something you can agree with. That's when you amen. And I tell you what, the more you amen, the more you're going to get. If it means sitting up on the edge of your seat, then sit on the edge of your seat. 
I've asked Miss Veronica all the time, so many times, why do you sit forward all the time? You know, there's, you, you got a seat that's got a back on it. She goes, because Pastor Angel, I want to make sure I get everything. I don't want to get too comfortable by leaning back on the seat. How many people would I love to have that same attitude? How many people have I watched doze off during church? Because they were comfy. No, don't let yourself get comfortable. You be on alert for what God has got to say to you. Because it sometimes is more important what the Holy Ghost is saying to you about than what it is really actually being said. God will take an opportunity to answer a question you've had for ages. He's had an, he'll, he'll take the opportunity to lay out a plan for you that you, you could never have dreamed of. There are things he'll bring to you during the middle of a service if you're paying attention. Hallelujah. Don't run in and out of the service. Oh, man, I'm so tired of hearing those doors in the back. Some services, I mean, it's just like a constant little stream of people coming and going. Go to the bathroom. My mama taught me. I was in church all my life. My mama taught me, you go to the bathroom before church starts and you don't get up again until it's over. Brother Randy is not long-winded. You can hold it. And if you can't hold it, stop drinking about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm serious. I do that on Sundays. I do it on, on, on Wednesdays. You know, it's a simple fix. Stop drinking. It, it astounds me that people come into church with a cup of coffee in their hand. You know, they put it back because they're not allowed to bring it in the auditorium. So they, they leave it out there, you know, put it in the garbage, you know, they're through with it. And I'm going, and what makes you think you're going to get through a whole service after having downed a whole cup of coffee? Stop doing that nonsense. Don't get up and down. Number one, it's distracting to other people. Very distracting. That's why I hate sitting in the back. You know, there's too much nonsense going on. That's why give me a front row or a second row seat any time of the day or night. You know, I don't want to have to hear all that. I don't have to see all that. I don't have to deal with all that. If you have to get up, do it at an appropriate moment. Not during the middle of an altar call. Not during the middle of praying. But do it at an appropriate time. And if you have to go out, when you come back in, don't come waddling back up to the front in the middle of something. Wait till an appropriate moment to come back up to the front. Hallelujah. When, you, when God starts to move, you don't. When God starts moving, you stop moving. I have seen times where God was dealing with somebody. You could tell God was dealing with somebody. And, 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 and they were, I mean, they were just on the edge, you know, of receiving something or, or making a commitment. To the Lord. And then somebody did something that got, got their attention and the moment was gone. When you get to heaven, would you like to have a video replayed for you that you call somebody to be distracted from a time when they were about to make a decision from the Lord? Well, Pastor Angel, that's pretty harsh. Uh, you know, that, that, I'm sure that doesn't happen. Listen, I can guarantee you it has happened. 
Maybe you're not guilty of that. But you just need to have the mindset that you will never move from your seat unless you know that it's an okay time to do it. Take a look around and make sure there's nobody there that you would impact negatively. If you have children, they should not be a distraction to other people around them. There are people who won't come back to church on a Sunday night because we don't have anything for children under the age of five, except, except for under the age of five. I've got a five-year-old. He doesn't know how to sit still. When he's, when's he going to learn to sit still? He's going to learn to sit still when you bring him to church and train him to sit still. My children, let me tell you, the church of God I went to, when, my, when you were two years old, you left the nursery. You left the nursery. Except for Sunday mornings, you know, there were no other children's classes. We had a two-year-old on our lap. Once he turned two, he was on our lap, you know, in church. There were many times we had to go out of church. Many times, you know, we had to go make some some adjustments and then bring them back in. You know, um, they need to learn to listen. They need to learn to behave. They need to learn to be still. You know what that does for them? Number one, it teaches them a lot of things about the Spirit of God. And number two, it teaches them some great, great, great attributes to take into a classroom at school. That's why children who are in church all the time, especially in night services, do so well in school. But yet there's too many parents who don't want to be bothered to bring their kids because after all, I can't, I can't, I remember this one lady one time and her kids were just all over the place and she just totally ignored them. Well, I just, I just don't want to be distracted by all that. I'm going, they're your kids. They are your kids. Everybody else shouldn't be distracted by them. You tuned them out, but nobody else can. So be aware of what your children are doing. But you'd be surprised what they learn. You'd be surprised how God can touch their hearts. You shouldn't be surprised. Because God can do that. It has, it has to be because you have to, you're setting a standard for your children. It has to be because you're setting them up for a lifestyle of serving God, of loving God, of having a heart for God. It's not just a matter of just being here. It's a matter of their heart being captured by the love of God. It's a matter of their heart being being exposed to the Spirit of God, to the leading of the Lord to the ministry of the Spirit, you don't know how much of an impact that can make on even a small one. But you've got to give them the opportunity to experience it. If that means you're not as engaged because you're making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, and you don't have to bring them something to color, something to play with all the time, That may be necessary for a little bit of time, but that's not totally necessary. That's not what we bring them in here for. They don't, this is not coloring time. It's listening time. Thank you, Pastor. (laughs) All right. First Thessalonians 5 verse 9. We're actually going to get to some scripture. How about that? 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 19. 
It says, real simple verse, quench not the Spirit. Quench not the manifestation of the Spirit. Uh, another, another translation says, do not put out the light. Another one says, do not stifle the voice. Another is, do not stifle utterances. Another, do not extinguish the fire. Ephesians 4.30 says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. The message, paraphrase, says, don't take such a gift for granted. The Amplified says, don't offend, don't vex, don't sadden. Told you, this is a practical message tonight. You have to come in with a mindset to receive all that God's got for you, which means you don't come in with an attitude. You know, the, the time to get prepared for, for these services is now. You know, we've got the next few days to, to get our natural lives in order and our natural lives ready for next week. Laundry's caught up. Meals are planned out. Clothes are, are already thought about in advance. You don't have to think. You just get them, get them out. If you have to make yourself a written list, great. Go ahead and do that. But when the service time, it's, it's time to leave to go to church. Now the real preparation starts in earnest. Don't wait till you get here. You can start praying on the way. As soon as you get in the car, engage your children if you have children in praying for the, what's about to take place. So that when you walk in the doors, you know, praise and worship is not the, okay, let's get them ready. Praise and worship should all about people who are already ready. I, I've been I've been listening to I mean it just it amazes me you know that people think that it's just it's just like a prelude to the sermon or something no it's worship it's called praise and worship not just sing along time I know y'all are not as old as I am most of you does anybody remember sing along with Mitch y'all remember that. This is not sing along with Steve (laughs) or sing along with Michelle. It is open your heart, lift your voice, raise your hands, and praise the God of all creation. It is to worship the one who is everything to us. It's not the time just to... Look at your nails and think, I need to have done that already. Got a hangnail. Where's it got a file? You know, oh, that, that's a thread missing there. Oh, the button's about to come off. That's not the time for that. It's not the time for it. You start praying when you get in your car and leave your house. And you come in here ready to roll. When the first chord comes off those instruments, I'm here. I'm with you, Lord. I'm with you. That means when you get here, get everybody situated that needs to be situated. Don't come running in here at the last minute, but get here in time to get yourself settled. <sighs> Take a deep breath and go, Lord, I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. And then get involved in the service. Be ready to hear what the Holy Ghost has to say. 
Make up your mind that you're not going to be offended by anything that comes out of the mouth of the guest speaker. Brother Randy can be quite blunt. You know, it can hit you right between the eyes sometimes. And if it hits you right between the eyes, you better not say more than, ouch. Thank you, Jesus, I'm healed. (laughs) I'll receive that, Lord. You know, that was for me. I needed that. Pastor said one time, he said, I need to make it so clear that you get it. He said, not, I don't want to, you know, hit you between the eyes and I don't want it to go over your head. I want it to part your hair. <laughs> Brother Randy might do more than just part your hair. <laughs> if you got any hair. <laughs> but decide, decide ahead of time that I am going to receive whatever God's got for me. It may be correction. It might be rebuke. It might be instruction. Whatever it is, be prepared to receive what God has for you. Listen, God has been doing some marvelous things in our services, you know, for quite a while now. Words have been spoken over this church about a place that we are supposed to take in the Spirit. And these meetings are to help us get to that place. And so you need to come in here ready to hear what's being said so that you are prepared to take the place God has already assigned to us. That's what this is all about. And it's not just one or two. It's not just, okay, it's for this person, but, it's, but that doesn't include me. Yes, it includes you. If you're part of this body, it includes you. You have a place in the plan that God has for this church. You have an assignment there's a part of the assignment that has, been, that has been given to you that has your name on it that only you can fulfill. And that's what this is about. You need to be here and ready to receive. You know, Matthew 5, 6 talks about, Blessed are they that are hungry, for they shall be filled. The Amplified says they'll be completely satisfied. We have to, we have to come into this and create a hunger Come in here with a hunger for what God has got for us. You know, when I think, when somebody says the word cheesecake, oh, my mind goes wonderful places. Wonderful places. I love Dolce La Leche cheesecake. I love it. There's a lot of other cheesecakes I love, but that's my favorite. You start talking about cheesecake, and I can just about taste it. I can see it. I can see that. Oh, it's got that little layer of caramel on the top. Oh, it's got, it's got that big old dollop of whipped cream on top of that. Oh, it's got all those little almond slivers on the top of that. I can see it. Listen, we need to create that kind of a hunger for the things of God. God's got something so magnificent, so tasty, and it's just waiting for me. He doesn't want you to come in and just be satisfied with one slice. He wants you to take the whole stinking thing. He wants you to leave you out of here with everything he has for you. Don't leave anything on the table. Don't leave anything. Because whatever's on the table is something you need. It's something you need. Maybe not today. 
but you need it. Your spiritual growth needs it. Just the growth factor, you need it. There may come a, a specific incident later that you can, you can go back and go, oh, yes, yes, right there. God ministered that to me. That, that, was for right, that was for right now. And you can put that into practice. But you need to create a hunger. Decide now that you're hungry for everything God will have available to you. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. How about this? Being of a mindset to flow with the Spirit. Whatever the Spirit is doing, go with it. If that means something, you know, we're just praising God, praise God. If it means we're in, in, in just intimate worship with the Father, then you'll be involved in that. If that means running, get involved. If that means dancing, get involved. If that means shouting, get involved. Just be ready to flow. If, if Brother Randy calls something, respond like that. Don't let him have to say it three times. Because the, the quicker the response is, the more God will move. When it's a struggle to get people to respond to the moving of the Spirit, then not much happens. And a lot more is supposed to happen. And the way we can make sure it continues and, the, and we get everything out of it is for if that's you, you respond. Don't stop and think about it. Well, is that me? If, it, if you even think it might be you, get up here. If it even sounds like anything might possibly apply to you, you do it. Listen, God's got so much for us. There's so much in store. So much that he wants to do. We, 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 the hunger and anticipation that we should be stirring up on the inside of us should bring us to a place where we are so excited. You know, and sometimes it's, it's so easy to get excited when it's a guest speaker. It should be that easy just on a regular basis. Even on a Wednesday night when you think, oh my God, it's Pastor Angela again. You should be excited. That was not a big amen. Okay. All right. <laughs> but no matter who it is, you should be excited about what God's got to say to you. doesn't matter who the person is. It just matter who God is, what the Holy Spirit's got for you. It's coming through an, an, a, a natural vessel, but it's what he's got to say to you that's what's important. And it should be important on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and, and when guest speakers are here. You can tell the temperature of the room sometimes. It's just like up there when a guest speaker is here. It sh- that, that really shouldn't, it really shouldn't be any different when a guest speaker is here. The, the level that we should be operating in, and we're learning that. We really are. The level we should be operating in and our expectation for a service should be the same all the time. The same all the time. All the time. But these are special meetings. This is a divine appointment. 
that we have. And there are many things that God wants us to get during these meetings that will carry us to the next level that he has already ordained that we walk in. You know, when you're, you've got a recipe for something, it's best to follow the recipe and it's best to have the best ingredients you can put your hands on. So that's why we're talking about this tonight. I want you to have the best ingredients on hand so that we come together. We're going to have the best outcome. The recipe is going to make, make the, best, the best outcome possible. So I'm telling you, don't miss a service. If you miss one, it might be the one that was tailor-made for you. Lord, I, I, can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many times something has happened in a service, and I'm thinking, oh, that's for so-and-so, and I look around. They're not here. That's the answer somebody was looking for. I know who that was for. Look around. They're not here. So I want you to be here. I want you to take the next few days and get ready so that you can be here. Make plans so that, it, so that the next few days, it's easy. It's easy. It's not hard. It's not a struggle. It's not, it's not, it's not going to push you to the limits of your patience to be able to get here because you've already planned for it. And that way we'll get the most out of it. Well, there is the end of my practical sermon for tonight. So, I trust that God spoke to you at some point with some help and that you'll actually do it. You know, any sermon that somebody says, oh, that was really good, it's only good if you take it and do something with it. It's only of any, any great value if you'll take it and take it to heart and make it, let it make a change. Let it impact you enough to affect your actions. When I... Uh... When Dad Hagen was here, we would go to his meetings, and we always went with expectation because there's something about being in, in the ministry uh, around a prophet that when, the, when a prophet is ministering, there's utterance that, that isn't common all the time. And I noticed that when I would go to Dad Hagen's meetings, God would always talk to me about things just that I needed not just about that message, but it was just like uh, he would talk to me more. I found the same thing to be true in, in Brother Greer's meetings. And it's because of that office that he operates in. So come expecting, and, and that's really what uh, unleashed that, uh, is because people came expecting. So come expecting the Spirit of God to minister to you, that you're going to carry away something from these meetings that uh, is life-changing. And they always were, uh, and, and they always are. And so... Uh, uh, come with expectation. Expectation has a lot to do with utterance by the minister. I don't care who it is, not just prophets, anybody. So come expecting. Amen? And be ready. And, uh, I'll say one last thing. You know, when we went to Dad Hagen's meetings, it was, it was obvious that there was a lot of people in those meetings who weren't paying attention. And, you know, there were times when Dad would be going along and he'd just be him just ministering, maybe just speaking. And suddenly, if you were paying attention, you could sense that switch into that prophetic anointing. If you're going to come 
make it your aim that you stay sensitive enough so that when Brother Randy switches into something like that, he's not just preaching, but there's that prophetic anointing falls and he he starts ministering by the Spirit, you recognize it. And when you recognize it, you, you hook up your faith with it and let God do everything God wants to do. Amen. Uh, Brother Greer ministers too, uh, like Dad Hagen did. Dad Hagen was a prophet and a teacher. And so his primary pulpit uh, duty was teaching. But uh, he, he didn't just teach with an ordinary teacher's mm-hmm. anointing. He taught, and he was a teacher, but he taught with the prophet's anointing. And there's a difference. And uh, uh, so that's what she's talking about. Listen to what's being said because there, there'll be some, some uh, uh, utterance that'll come that, won't, that wouldn't ordinarily come if you're listening and you're, and you're drawing on that, uh, in, on that office. So do that. Amen. Yeah. This will be as, success, as successful as we are determined to make it. What we'll hook up with. Amen. And Brother Randy would greatly appreciate that. And uh, Brother, you know, we need to get Angela out of the habit of calling him Brother Randy. We've known Brother Greer since he first got out of Rama, And uh, we were some of the first churches that, uh, that he came to. And uh, he had just graduated from Rama, and nobody knew him. And, and uh, he, was, uh, he was known, and he'll talk about this sometimes, he was known as the testimony boy. Because Dad Hagen would call him up at camp meeting give his, to give his testimony. And he was a wild preacher. I mean, he was just crazy wild preacher. And, uh, and he would get the crowd stirred up and he'd give his testimony. And so he kind of developed a, a sort of a complex about that. Well, I'm just the testimony boy. Well, he's not just the testimony boy. And so I've tried to get myself in the habit of referring to him as Brother Greer because of the office that he stands in. Now, when I'm with him personally, that, you know, that might be another thing, you know, because we are old friends. I've known him for uh, almost, almost 40 years and uh, 35 years anyway. And, uh, and so uh, come expecting. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.